Welcome to Outspoken, your dose of the hottest influencer and pop culture news twice a week. I'm Amy Torber and I'm joined by my sisters and journalists Kate and Sophie. Now on today's show, in celebration of our birthday, we're answering all your juicy questions. From rude influencer DMs to legal threats and behind the scenes of the podcast world. Now we are recording this late on a Saturday night, so I feel like this is going to be extra juicy because we are in a bit of a silly mood. Now people usually struggle to tell our voices apart and I've got to put it out there. I am losing my voice at the moment. Mm. I have had a COVID test. I am COVID free. I think this is from stress and overwork. Yeah, well, I think we need to get into the questions because thank you to everyone who sent them in. There are so many good ones. And the first one is, when do we see the rebrand? Now, for those who missed it on Instagram on Wednesday, we had a photo shoot for our new album cover work and we were inspired by a rival podcast, Jack. I'm just joking. He (laughs) is the host of Unpopular and he gave us a little bit of a roasting on an episode about our artwork. It was so funny though. He is hilarious. It actually made my day listening to it because even though it was a roasting, everything he said was so spot on and we've actually (laughs) taken it on board. So thank you for inspiring the new rebrand. And can we give people a bit of a hint? I mean, I must say I was dreading this photo shoot because I work as a videographer and I much prefer being behind the camera to in front of it. And it was like the photographer we had was absolutely amazing. He was so lovely, but how bloody awkward was it? Oh my God. I actually have so much respect for models because I cannot pose. He kept asking us to do blue steel or at one stage (laughs) he said, oh, can you guys give me a sexy look? And we just burst out laughing. I'm sorry. We cannot this is all you're going to get, like us smiling or us laughing. Bit of nonchalant I'm, laughing. The only thing we could do properly, we worked out, now this was near the end of the shoot, was we can all walk and smile at the same time. That was like really the only photo that seemed to go okay. So who knows what the cover is going to be. I feel like we should actually put the photos, like the final photos in our podcast group and get people to vote on the album cover work because I would love to hear, you know, when other people have a different opinion, when Sophie takes selfies, she always yeah. chooses such when strange ones selfies. to put on her feed. Yeah. I take in, selfies all the time. No, but like I'm always surprised which photos you really? like of yourself and which you don't. Yeah, Dale said that before. What so, do you mean? Because I told him how you're really fussy when it comes to photos. And he's like, oh, I'm really surprised by the ones she likes because you're always like pulling the same expression in all of them. Well, because they're bad. No, not because they're bad, but like... I think we need to move on. We've got quite a few questions to get through. So the next one is the most awkward interview. Now, I was absent (laughs) for this one, but it was with Jonathan Sauer (laughs) because when we started out doing podcasting, we thought it would be cool to actually interview some influencers before we were on their hit lists. And we did get Jonathan on the show. And while he was lovely... You guys have got to fill in the listeners about what happened after the interview. It was actually really awkward because, as you say, we were new to the whole podcast world and we had only interviewed a couple of influencers on the podcast. I think it was actually our first influencer we ever had on. Yeah. Well, he said like probably about a thousand times on there to begin with. You had to cut it out. It was nice even to be on the show, to be honest. He was really lovely, but we had sat down to record the interview and he just was a no-show via the phone. He just didn't answer. And so then we had to reschedule it for another day and he rung us as he was driving in his car and you could audibly hear the car in the background. But he was lovely. He shared it to his Instagram, which was really, really sweet. But kind of shit went down after that because 
we cut it up as a little promo and we included, there was, I think he answered one question about his relationship breakdown with Shani Grimmett. And we kind of used that as a bit of a teaser. And it seemed like his new girlfriend at the time, Madison Woolley, was not pleased Mm. to be seeing his ex-girlfriend promoted everywhere. Yeah, she cracked the shits basically. And he asked us to remove the promo and gave us a lecture about how we should know better working in PR, which was really odd because he'd said how much he enjoyed it previously. So that was a little bit awkward. I think that was probably the most awkward interview. Well, it's pretty ironic when you think that Madison Woolley now uses her breakup as a hook for her own podcast. So it's just gone all full circle. (laughs) Actually, I can remember another awkward interview that didn't actually go ahead. So when we started out, we thought it might be interesting to have Sky Wheatley on the show. And I remember I teed it up with her manager and her manager, I think, asked for either $500 or $1,000 for Sky to be on the show, which we flatly refused. Anyway, we explained to her that it might be a good opportunity for her to be on the podcast and her manager finally got a yes from Sky. Then I remember we sat down to do the interview. We waited for about an hour and then we get a message saying, sorry, I'm not free, a text message from her. And it was just <laughs> never, ever followed up. What about wow. her manager? You followed the manager up and said, look, to be honest, I don't think she's going to do it. She's like, so she's, hopeless. She's really hopeless <laughs> that sort of thing. The next question is tips on growing a podcast. And my number one tip is consistency and making sure your audience knows what day you are going to be releasing an episode because it does bring about a sort of ritual and a routine. Mm. So you get really excited on the day that you know your favorite podcast is going to be out. I also have a theory that if you release something consistently for, say, one or two years, it people are going to pick up on it. Well, that's because people are always looking for content. Yeah. And if someone has put the effort in and you can sit and just listen to a whole bunch of their stuff, I do think another one is when you're starting out, trying to get guests on that will help you reach other people that you might not reach mm. otherwise. And that's a strategy that we used at the start of our podcast a la getting Jonathan Sauer on plus other influencers so I would suggest doing that as well the next question is about wedding planning and where everyone's up to now Kate your wedding is in January yes so I have booked the venue I've booked the photographer videographer my dogs have their date I do pause that are going to be taking them to the wedding Uh, I recently booked a gelato cart with gelatissimo so I'm very excited to pick the flavors there I have also picked my flowers, so I need to pay the deposit actually probably today. And I think the only thing that I need to do is, well, I'm actually looking at wedding dresses when this podcast goes live. So that's really exciting. So it's really about now getting all the clothing and then the stationery. So save the dates and all the signage. So if anyone's got any tips on that, that would be really helpful. It's actually stressing me out, Kate, that you don't have your dress yet, because from looking into the whole wedding world, The rule of thumb is that you should get your dress more than a year out and your wedding is quickly approaching. I'm also paranoid about the hens party because I'm feeling like we should start booking somewhere in to go. No, Sophie, I've heard heard it's like you can do it like nine to six months before the wedding because if you get the dress too early you might not like it by the time the wedding rolls around. Now, what about you, Sophie? Where are you up to? Because you've been pretty passionate about it all. Well... (laughs) Well, my boyfriend's been working every weekend for about the past six weeks. So he is finally going to be off weekends next week. So we're going to start checking out some venues. So I have about a top five list of venues. Actually, tomorrow we are going to go and look at Coriel, which is a beautiful winery in South Australia. The only thing I'm concerned about is that their ceremonies start at 530 Mm. And it's cutting yeah, it a bit fine. So 
I really, that's probably most of the planning I've got done. We've been a bit mm. slack with it, haven't we, Amy? Yeah, we've just been so busy at work. I'm just waiting to sit down with Dale and come up with a guest list because I feel like that's the first thing you need to get down is how many numbers because then you can work out how much money everything is going to cost and what you can do. It is a little bit stressful all getting married at the same time because I know that I'm really mindful not to pick the same things as you guys. And I kind of think, oh, what's something that I can do that's a little bit different or will stand out? Well, that's. I feel like you and I, Sophie, are probably going to have our weddings around the same time as well. And so I'm kind of mindful of what you guys are doing too. And I'm thinking, oh, do I do the whole food cart thing or do I do a sit down thing? Or Or Apparently your theme is fun. Yeah. What's your theme, Sophie? Oh. I don't really have a theme. Fancy. No, it's not fair. <laughs> Exquisite. No, I don't know. We kind of want to have like a country vibe because Brandon is a country boy. But then all the dresses I look at are really luxe and sparkly and stuff. So my vibe might not quite match up with his. Country chic, maybe. My florist did ask me what my theme was and I just had to Google it. Like I had to Google what, you know, there's like fairy tale and whimsical and all this stuff. I was like, I don't know. I think I went with modern romantic. <laughs> modern romantic. One thing, one, that, sound, that sounds like a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> one thing I really want to have at my wedding is I want to have an ice cream van but have specialized ice creams like on theme. You know, you can get the Dale ice cream and maybe it's his favorite ice cream flavor. I don't know if people do that, but I thought that would people be People cool. do that with cocktails, I think. Yeah. That would be cool yeah something more personal because i'm not a big drinker but i want to have singapore slings at my wedding because it holds a special place in my heart Kate basically got pissed on singapore slings when she never normally drinks at a memorable occasion with reese to basically impress reese in singapore mm. anyway never again we we should move on yeah let's move on to the latest on sophiecation now this question popped up quite a bit And I have to say, following our episode where we cleared things up, we actually haven't heard from Sophie Keisha. Someone did also ask us about why we deleted all the topics in our Facebook community about her. And that was purely because she originally asked us to. So we did that out of respect for her. Someone also asked how we felt about all of the drama. And to be completely honest, it was a really stressful and draining week. Those sort of situations do kind of take a toll on you because we were just inundated with really abusive vile messages that we just Mm. thought was so out of line and also completely unfair because in our opinion the whole situation had been taken out of context and what we'd said had been painted in a completely different light exactly i mean the thing is we all have full-time jobs and i think some people who maybe new listeners to the podcast think that this is our full-time job but it's not so it is often really draining because soph and i run a pr business together so you know you're trying to deal with all your work and then you're copying dms and it is honestly quite hard to concentrate sometimes it's when hard there to switch is, off isn't it yeah when there's something big like that happening and i know when stuff like this happens i just find myself on my phone at night time and it's mm. so hard it's kind of very addictive because you kind of got this yeah, like awful feeling in the pit of your stomach about it. I think it's also really lucky that we do work in PR because I think when huge dramas like that happen, there's a lot of crisis management involved and that's why you do have to switch your attention to what is going on online because it's so easy for a narrative to be created about you that is just so untrue. Do you know what? Anytime these things happen, 
it makes me realize just how silly the online world is because you know when you have to take yourself out of that environment sometimes it is just best to turn your phone off and just go for a walk or like even just go and you know hang out with Soph's dog Archie or my cats Gigi and Bentley and realize how fickle and silly it all is. It's funny when you guys were talking about your job because I work at a digital marketing company that is very separate to the podcast world and my boss was actually scrolling on news.com and he's like he saw our podcast mentioned um, with the Jade Tunji story and he sent it to me and was like what's this about because he had a joke saying that oh yeah like he I don't think he thinks many people listen to the podcast I mean it's really not up his alley so (laughs) it's quite funny when your two worlds collide and someone did actually have a question about what we did before we started podcasting and as Amy said before this isn't our full-time job Amy can you run through your qualifications and also what you've done before the podcast yeah so we all have a bachelor of journalism and we also have a master's of journalism so I worked at seven for about five years I first worked as a researcher at today tonight and then I did some reporting shifts at today tonight and then I became a reporter at seven news here in Adelaide and then after seven I worked at mix 102.3 which is a radio station here in Adelaide and I was a content producer so I wrote about shows like married at first sight the bachelor and it was quite funny because Megan Pastetto who runs so dramatic she was the content producer in Sydney so I recognized her name and when I heard her podcast come out came out I was like oh my god that's Megan from from ARN um what about you Sophie Yeah, well, I started out at 10 News and basically I was an absolute shit kicker there. Probably for about three or four years, I did auto cue, organize people's Friday night drinks. This was all when I had a journalism degree. And it was to get about writing the weather. I also wrote the weather. Yes, that's right. (laughs) And it was all to get my foot in the door. And that is really important. You should never feel like you're too important or too great to do any job in the field that you're really interested in working at. And from there, I ended up getting some reporting shifts at 10 News. I then went on to Channel 7 where I worked with you for a bit, Amy. It was really exciting because we got told that we'd never work in the same newsroom. I finished up there actually at Today Tonight, which was pretty random because Amy had worked there for about four years. And Mm. then finally a reporting gig opened up there. And yeah, it was really interesting working at Today Tonight. It did get a little bit more ethical when I started working there because Amy, when you were there, there were so many secret missions going on where there were hidden cameras. It was actually so much fun though, doing all that hidden camera stuff. But yeah, then the law, then the laws changed and it made it illegal to have hidden cameras. So now Sophie and I actually work together and we run a public relations business and I am head of content and you're head of PR because we often clashed about who had the final say over different projects. And we did have a few questions where people were asking, does the podcast affect our PR business? But to be completely honest, we work with a lot of corporate clients or product-based clients. And I think PR is really different in Adelaide to what it might be in Sydney and Melbourne because unlike other agencies who their pure focus is on using influencers to promote products, We very much use mainstream media attention. So our strength is really in TV news, newspapers, radio. It's really organic attention, isn't it? Yeah. You're not actually paying for that marketing. It's all organic, which is fantastic. We do have a really funny story, though, and I'm going to leave some names out of it just to protect 
the potential client that we met with, but we had a really funny meeting and um, we basically had this big love fest with this potential client. They were saying how they've always wanted to work with us and they've been following us on LinkedIn and they love what we're doing. And we had always wanted to work with them too. So we were saying we loved their work. They loved our ideas. Like, yeah, yeah. this sounds great. And then, <laughs> and then they said, um, oh, we're really excited because we're about to launch this event and we're having these particular influencers be the face of the event. And at this time, these influencers were just facing so much backlash online. Very problematic. Very problematic. And I said to them, oh, so have you locked these influencers in? Because I would highly advise against using them because they are copying it online and you probably don't want to be associated with them because it's, it's going to make your brand look bad. And they said, we don't care. Let's just say we never worked with that client. We, we, after that meeting, we never heard from them again. And I did think it was a very interesting marketing technique to want to align yourself with very controversial people because I personally don't think that that's the best move for a brand. But that's probably been the only time because we have discussed these particular influences on the podcast and that's the only time the podcast has really collided with our professional life. Now, what about you, Kate? So I also did a bit of shit kicking at Channel 10 as well, writing the weather script and doing the auto cue. I also did auto cue and library at Channel 7, which is like basically a journalist will ask you to go find some footage. So it was all very important things there. I then took a little bit of a different turn. I did copywriting at a company called Zib Media for three years. Uh, In that time, I moved to Melbourne, which was really cool. And then I moved back to Adelaide and started working at the Adelaide Thunderbirds as a communication manager. And then I moved across to basketball and worked as a media manager for the 36ers. I really loved that job. It was amazing. I got to travel with the team to Utah. I got to go to Singapore. It was a really good gig, but unfortunately due to COVID, I got made redundant. So now I work in digital marketing. So I look after a lot of high profile social media accounts and head up the marketing and rebranding that we're currently doing. So it's quite interesting going, I feel like I've had quite a different career path to you, Amy and Soph, but we've kind of all ended up like at the moment, Amy and Sophie are helping me with the company rebrand. So it's quite cool to be able to work with you guys in a different area other than the podcast. Definitely. Now we have received a few questions about dating and one person wrote, what is the worst date you've ever been on? I feel like I can answer that one. So I was dating this guy and I invited him over for dinner. So I cooked him spaghetti bolognese and he basically, I think he forgot that he was meant to be coming over. And it was really embarrassing because Amy and Sophie used to live with me. So I kind of kicked them out of the house. I think we still had our Christmas tree up and it was like, no, oh my God, you and I cut those. We had two Christmas trees in our house. Yeah, that's what I mean. Amy and I cut them up because we knew this guy was coming over and it was probably like March or February or something. And we're like, oh my God, he will judge us for having these trees still up. We were the best sisters, weren't we, Sophie? Because you called us, I think it was like at three o'clock and he was coming over at six or something. And we're like, oh my God, we were cleaning up the house for you. Then I remember I cleared out of the house for hours so we weren't around well it was well it didn't actually end up being ours because he begrudgingly came over and then he literally told me that he was meeting his friends in like half an hour at the movies did not invite me ate the dinner and then left that is so rude pissed off it was so rude i I actually just feel mortified even thinking about it now because i had to call you guys and be like 
oh, they've left. And then I remember watching Housewives of Sydney. <laughs> so it wasn't all anyway, bad. <laughs> do you guys have any stories to share? Oh, I mean, the only worst date story I can think of is when I went out on a date with this guy that I didn't even want to go out with. You guys pushed me to go on this date. And then you decided to drive past where we were having dinner. So we were sitting outside having dinner in the city and you guys went by in a car with our cousins and decided to take Snapchat photos of me, which you then sent to me. That was pretty awkward. I think my worst date was with a prison guard which sounds really <laughs> random, but he set me up with him. Anyway, and it was it's not that he was awful. He was actually really lovely, but we just had nothing in common. And you know those dates like five years ago where you just used to go to a coffee shop? And I remember sitting there and just thinking, I have nothing to ask about. You know when you've just mm, – That's a He was pretty hot though. Was he? My boyfriend yes. was downstairs. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> I remember him being tall. That's about it. And boring. Oh anyway, I think let's let's let's, well, let's a, get on. I like these questions. Someone said, "What is the podcast world really like?" And we've got to admit, I mean, we're in Adelaide, so I don't actually know any other podcasters in Adelaide. <laughs> we're just out of it. <laughs> no, no but Rosie Waterland has a podcast well, here. Yeah, she does, but we we don't know her, unfortunately. But I feel like the podcast world is very tight knit. Like I feel like there's lots of dramas going on behind the scenes. Everyone's in Melbourne that has a big podcast. I actually think somebody should do a reality show about what really goes on in the podcast well because some of the stories I have heard are super juicy I'm not going to divulge any secrets but, but there's a the, lot going on sometimes I think god like if you spoke about the stuff that's going on behind the scenes in the podcast god <laughs> that podcast would go number one <laughs> yeah it would be so good anyway moving on quick fire question who are your dream guests to have on the show I have an answer and I feel like yours might match up I wrote down Taylor Swift Anyone from Money Heist, Rafael Nadal. And then in terms of influences, I said Anastasia Kingsnorth, Molly May or Saffron Barker because I feel like the UK influencers seem more famous to me. Mm. Like I don't think we'd have an Aussie influencer under, other than Britton Saunders and maybe Michael Finch that would agree to become on. Kay, I <laughs> that would th- agree to come on our show. Kay, I don't think we'd have Rafael Nadal on. I love him, but I don't really think he's in the pop culture space and he probably couldn't understand us that well. I would I love know, I was just to- thinking who I'd want to talk to. I'd want to talk to I'd want to have on Stacey Dooley. I'd want to have on I love Julian Michaels. If Princess Diana, if it was somebody that you could have oh, yeah, that's, that's not one. here anymore. Um, is oh, it wrong? And, and Ursula Cabrero from Money Heist. Is it wrong that all I can think of is Molly May? As you said, okay, <gasps> I would love to have Molly May on the show. Maybe she could drop one of those not so popular summaries about having, you know, the same 24 hours in the day. So then that would shoot your podcast up the charts. Man. A bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll coerce her into saying something controversial. Oh, no, okay, I just kind of want somebody similar- else. I really, really want to have Chappelle Corby on the podcast one day. Yes, that's, that's a big yeah. one for us. On a similar vein, which three famous people would you invite to a dinner party, alive or dead? I had Taylor Swift, Hilary Duff, and Ursula Cabrero. Oh, they're good ones. Don't you think that'd be a great girls' night, all those three? Yes, because you have to think about if the other guests would get along as well. Mm. Okay, mine are Molly May. Re- Mo- you're going to have Molly May out of everybody. I love Molly out of May. everybody in the world. Molly May. Wait, is this dead or alive or just yes. alive? Molly yeah, May, alive. Princess oh Diana and Michael Jackson. So you're choosing Molly May over Taylor Swift? Oh, fuck. What? Taylor Swift. Sorry. Yeah. Who are you? I was trying to keep it different. Everyone doesn't want to hear us say the same thing. Actually, I, I'm 
maybe I want to backtrack. I want the professor as well. Oh, yes. All right. Mm. I think we can't stick to three. What's one of our next questions, Kate? So the next question is, tell me about influencers you have met in person. Now, I have a very funny story that I have shared on the podcast before, but for new listeners, I met Shani Grumand and Chloe Zepp at the airport. Now, this was, I think, in 2017 when they were in there. Well, Shani was definitely in her peak. I think Chloe was still up and coming. And I was so excited. I was on a work trip and I saw her and I made another girl come over and I asked for a photo with Shani and Chloe Zepp actually took the photo and I felt really rude because I didn't realize it was Chloe and she was actually so lovely. She was like, yeah, no worries. Let me take the photo. And Shani was just so quiet, which I had heard before, but it was kind of weird because she's usually larger than life on her channel. So, yeah, mm. it was a bizarre experience. Well, Soph and I have mentioned before for OG listeners that we have met Sarah's Day and Kurt, and that was through work. So basically we had a client, a national client, who we were doing a news story for them and we needed talent in the story. And we needed a first homeowner who had an interesting job, like an influence or a content creator. So we asked Kurt Teals to be in the story. We ended up going to their apartment Kurt was lovely. Sarah wasn't there during the interview, but she did arrive later and we had a bit of a chat with her. I have to say it was so bizarre to be in their apartment because it literally felt like you'd walked inside their YouTube channel. And yeah, the two of them were super lovely. Some listeners may remember that Kurt did share a series of Instagram stories about our podcast after we did a segment on his and Sarah's wedding. And basically he almost referred that we were clout chasers because when we... I think he called us clout chasers, didn't he? Oh, I'm not sure of the complete wording, but perhaps. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it did. (laughs) And he said we were lovely girls we have met, but that we had asked them to be involved in a Netflix documentary that we were working on. And I feel like we've never really cleared this up. So Mm. basically... Since I think 2017, we have been working with some production companies on a documentary about Fitspo. So basically, we were wanting to look into a couple of different diets. We, As triplets, we wanted to try those diets out. And we were working with Tara and Brunfit, who some of you might know. Basically, when we did meet up with them, we did want to involve them in some area of the podcast, seeing as they are, you know, podcast two of the- doco. The doco, sorry, seeing as they are too, you know, Sarah is a huge health and fitness vlogger. So what happened was we told Sarah and Kurt about the doco. They said they loved it. And we said we'd love to send them some more information. And if they were interested, it would be great to get them on camera if the documentary did get picked up because we were talking to a number of producers at the time. Anyway, we ended up emailing them information and we never, ever heard from them. We followed up a few times and there was no reply. So it was quite ironic because Kurt mentioned in the Insta story that they had politely declined and he implied that perhaps that is why we were then discussing them on the podcast because he was under the impression that we were talking about them negatively when we actually weren't. So it was a few crossed there wires was, It was there. a few crossed wires, but I have to say they were lovely in person. Subsequently, you know, we've had little run-ins here and there. But um, another influencer I have met is Kayla. I don't even want to say her last name because every time it's we say- seen us. Thank you. I'm not going to even bother because everyone <laughs> says I say it wrong. Um, and she was extremely lovely. So I, I interviewed her once for Today Tonight. And it was a story about 
uh, up and coming influencers, ironically. And then I did another story on her at Seven News. And it was so funny because it turned out that she actually went to the same high school as us. And I was her peer support leader and I had completely forgotten. So we bonded a lot on people at school who weren't so nice. And she's so down to earth. Yeah. Someone who's worth that much money and has been so successful at a young age. She's incredibly down to earth. Yeah. Our I've, mom, this is how small Adelaide is. Our mom actually does teaching, TRT teaching with her mom. So that was just Adelaide in a bloody nutshell for you. I think we need to wrap this up and go into the last question. And we have got a lot more questions that we haven't answered. So if you are interested in us doing a follow-up episode, who knows, you might've found this very boring, but if you did enjoy it, let us know and we will do a part two, but let's finish on a good one. What were your first impressions of each other's partners? <laughs> oh, wow. So of, of, of Ruth's? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, do oh, Reese first, which well, is my partner. Well, this is difficult because I have heard, I had heard so much about Reese before I actually met him because Kate and Reese worked together. And he actually had a girlfriend at the time when Kate... Scandalous. Yeah, when Kate and Reese met. So I'd kind of heard that Kate liked this guy at her work, but he had a girlfriend. So it was so weird when you guys finally got together. I'd heard so much about him, but... Um, I, w- I just thought he was really nice and sweet. He's very quiet, but yeah, it's I, kind of like, I don't know, you know when someone's quiet and you kind of want to impress them and you want them to like you? They kind of <laughs> demand some power when they're yeah. quiet and you think what they're Bit saying is really important. Yeah. Very polite and lovely. My first impression was that he was a bit fancy because he was always wearing a suit around the basketball stadium. Um, oh, really? I did think he was very cute as well because you had shown me some photos and yeah, I just was wanting him to dump the girlfriend and for you guys to get together. But Kate, what about Brandon? Because he was your intern, as, as the podcast listeners will know. Yes. You met him before so, I did. Yeah, for those newbies, Sophie's partner or fiancé was my intern when I was working at the Adelaide Thunderbirds. And he came in to be interviewed and I'll set the scene. I was extremely desperate to have a videographer working for us because we didn't have one. So an email popped up in my inbox saying that this person was very keen. It was a very great email. I found out later that his sister had written it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really impressed. I was like to my boss, oh my God, there's this guy called Brandon. Let's get him in. Anyway, he came in. And my dealings with videographers in the past had been that they were very nerdy. And he came in and I thought he was a lot cooler than the other the other people that had come in. So I was like, oh yeah, this guy seems pretty cool. So we got him... We go. So your first impression was that he was cool. Off to tell Brandon. Yeah, that. well, I think he was wearing like a loose beanie, and he kind of like strutted in. <laughs> and I just thought, and I just thought, I'll probably get on well with this guy. Like he just seems like a bit more normal than some of the really nerdy camera guys. Do you know so what? Yeah, I, I got that's a nice I impression got, when I met him because I met him through the Thunderbirds too. Because at I oh, you guys roped me into dressing up as Tory T. Was that when you were unemployed at the time? I wasn't unemployed. I was going through a legal battle against yeah. a large network. So, yes, I had some time on my hands. And so, yeah, I was dressing up as Tori T-Bird and we were filming videos and it was actually lots of fun. I do remember thinking that Brandon was a lot of fun. And I also remember thinking, I don't even know if this is a term people use, but a bit of a Jack the Lad. I, Jack the Lad? I thought he was out <laughs> drinking and he was always telling us how he's at the wool shed and all this stuff. And it turns out he does not drink alcohol at all. So my first impression was wrong. Yeah, he also was like a very country boy. So he used to tell us about the insects he's killed and stuff like that, yeah. which really did not impress me. Anyway, let's get on to Amy's partner, Dale. Ooh. So we all thought he was a bit of a dream boat. I remember he walked into our white party and I was like, wow, he's really good looking. 
Oh, that's a, that's a good one. So, yeah, he does make a good first impression. I remember I was shocked, shocked to my core that he came to our party because every other dickhead guy that we've dated seems to just not give a fuck. And he turned up with a box of chocolates, which I was like, oh my God, that's so kind. So, yeah, I remember I kind of got like a popular boy vibe. Oh, really? Like I was kind of like, why is he here? But now my but now that I know him, it's just so not what I thought. Like not saying he's just obviously like down got really yeah, very down to earth and got particular interests in like camping and I don't know, fire safety. Like it's just not what I was expecting. <laughs> I do remember there were a few girls who were there and their heads turned. I saw them look at Dale and I was kinda like back off. He's mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did say that was our last question, but I do remember in the intro we did preview that we'd be answering the question about some legal stuff because we have had a few threats a few threats thrown around let's be honest we have had threats but having studied media law there's no there's no validity to any there's no basis to any of these threats but that being said that being said there's never been a legal letter it's just some people kind of referencing in dms yeah so all of the threats have been baseless and we haven't taken any of them seriously but I think that's all we've got time for today. We do hope you did enjoy this Q&A episode. If you did enjoy it, please make sure that you're subscribed. And also, please go and leave us a five-star review. We'd also love you to join in on the conversation in our Facebook community, which is Outspoken, the podcast community. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at the handle Outspoken underscore the underscore podcast.